All right, y'all. So I'm going to be really candid and honest with you. (laughs) I'm going to be real in a way that I don't normally like to be. But I was told, you know, nothing that I talk about here should be off limits. And with that being said, this is the Slacker Mode Nation podcast. Cue the music. I kind of don't know how to conceptualize this because I know what I want to talk about. So I'm going to just start talking. I see a lot of men versus women conversations. And I kind of feel like at at its core, it's all bullshit. I'm not even gonna lie. And I always put it out there that I'm a champion for women. Like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like one party is never to blame for issues that we have. I feel like a lot of the issues that men and women have are in communications, especially when it comes to relationships. It's easy to say what somebody else did wrong in a relationship and why it failed, but nobody ever really takes accountable for the role that they play, especially when it comes to shit like cheating, because there are some people that will just cheat on you no matter what. You can you can be everything, like you can do everything perfectly or You can be everything that that person wants and they'll still go out and cheat on you. Some people, that's just who they are. Some people are just cheaters. I don't think it's ever acceptable, but again, like it all, it all boils down to the motivators. So I guess I'm gonna tell my stories. I was in a relationship for the longest time and in the beginning it was great because you know, all relationships are great in the beginning. And then, you know, as time went on, it just, I don't know, it just went horribly wrong. And like, I can own the part I played and what and why it went wrong because at a certain point I shut down and that's not healthy like you can never just shut down but in my mind like you know I tried to communicate I tried to like change certain things even about myself I tried to change myself in a way that I like I'm glad I've grown from that part of me and it just wasn't it and one of the things I really remember is like me sitting down with my ex and really like, hey, what's going on? Do you wanna be with me? And I don't think that's a bad question to ask somebody, but in that instance, the fact that I felt like I needed to ask that person that, especially with how long we had been together, like everything we had been through, at that point, that's really when I should have just walked away. Like that is a thing, like it is okay to walk away, but I didn't. It ended up ending horribly. You know, I found out he cheated on me. It was with somebody we worked with. It was just a really messy ass situation. And I wish I could say the story ended there. And it didn't fucking a whole two years and a baby later waste. Well, the baby's not wasted. I feel like the two years were wasted though. The two years were a waste of time. Well, one of the two years was a waste of time. The last year, like it is what it is because that's one of the things you have to be able to see a silver lining in all of that. And one of the best things that came out of that toxic ass situations was our child. So there's that. But from that relationship, even now to this day, like I still have issues. It's crazy because I kind of feel like as a woman, when you've been through certain things, like you kind of kind of build up this shell I feel like it's necessary to proceed with caution in any situation. Let's say you imagine like 
you're hurt so you carry a shield around with you my mind honestly if i'm really completely being honest i don't carry a shield like i've literally built a fucking fence with barbed wire it's electrified i have fucking snipers at the top and i'm just being honest i put so much trust in a person that did me so fucking dirty it's hard for me to put that type of trust in anybody and even if i'm being completely honest like i didn't even give him my full trust because something told me despite me being so in love and this and a third something told me and i wish i had followed up on that feeling a lot earlier a lot sooner i kind of feel like i would have saved myself a lot of heartache but at the same time, it's something that I had to go through that helped me grow, despite the baggage that came along with it. And this is kind of a negative, but now it's really easy for me to walk away from people. I don't know, one of the scariest things to me coming from that, not even just coming from that, because I was in a relationship after that and that ended up horribly wrong too, but that hurt in a different sense. That hurt in the way of like, you know that there's a saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. That hurt me in that sense because I kind of jumped into it and that also ended up horribly wrong and I purposely ignored red fucking flags and I own that like I own that I don't I honestly don't blame him for shit I completely wear that because me and him never even should have even yeah nah some things are just left better left alone and I've learned to recognize that but one of my fears is because I have this fucking wall built around me will I ever be able to find somebody that will allow me to trust them in a way where I can like actually bring those walls down and it won't fucking be for nothing and that's a hard thing to find so then you know thinking about that I had to think about like what type of people am I I won't say purpose I won't say what type of people am I pursuing but what type of people am I letting and like now I have to be a little bit more selective about that I just feel like at some point there's also this fear and that's probably why I jump into stupid ass shit there's probably this fear that I have that I'm gonna be alone like forever like I can see it I, I remember I think it was Monday, like one of my friends asked me like, are you okay? And I was just like, eh, meh. And they were like, I mean, are you good? And I'm just like, I don't think so, honestly. And I don't because like I, ha I was having this weird ass and I don't know, it just came out of nowhere. I was having this weird ass existential crisis like, yo, what if I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my fucking life? Cause on, on, on one level, I'm okay with being alone. But on another level, like I'm not, everybody, if they're being really honest with themselves, they need somebody. Like, I don't, I'm not saying you need somebody, but like, I don't know. There's always been this like idea of like a partner. Like I have a partner, somebody that's always there for me and I'm always there for them. And they're always encouraging me and I'm always encouraging them. And the crazy thing is like, I can find somebody to encourage. Every relationship I've ever been in, I can honestly say that the person I was in a relationship with, w once we left the relationship, they were in a better position in life in general because of me in some way, shape or form, because that's just the type of person I am. Like even with my friends, I've always been the person that motivates people. It brings me joy to motivate people, but it also makes me sad because I don't have, a lot of people will not do the same for me. And I know that, and that's why like my little circle is kind of, my circle is small. I have about three or four people I talk to every day. All of them listen to my podcast. I love y'all. You know, I have people I'm really close to and they understand that I don't have the need to talk to them every day. But like I have three or four people I talk to every day. <laughs> and um, and I'm okay with that. It's weird because of why I even started thinking about the shit 
in the first place. That's something I really don't want to talk about. But why I even started thinking about it in the first place? And it's because I needed or... I won't even say I needed something from somebody. I wanted something from somebody, like some type of attention from somebody, and I didn't get it when I wanted it. And so it had me thinking, like, yo, what if <laughs> I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my fucking life? I don't like that's fucking crazy too. Like I know it's fucking crazy, but I really went down a rabbit hole of craziness and I don't know why. And it didn't help. That's the other thing. It didn't help that I hopped right on Facebook and the first thing I saw was this thing this dude posted that like if a man doesn't talk to you every day, that means he really don't like you. And I'm like, yo. Mind you, this person actually talks to me every day, but I was like, yo, what if he really don't like me? <laughs> oh my God, shenanigans, I need help. I know I need help, but like, it's crazy. And I kind of wanted to talk about this because I know a lot of people, a lot of people I know, like are dating and it's just the shit that like goes through their head. And like, I'm not the type of person that will spaz on somebody I'm not the type of person yeah I'm just not the type of person that will spaz on somebody like I'm not the type of person that'll go crazy on somebody in that way like I literally just fall back all the way back which isn't healthy now that I'm thinking about it like I should be able to communicate like hey you know I felt some type of way I didn't have your attention the way I wanted your attention or whatever like I thought I knew my love languages but like maybe words of affirmation is a love language I thought we saw I was like a no I'm not even I'm not a gifter I'm not a person that likes gifts I love to give gifts that is how I love to love people. I love to give them things. I like to, I like the way that people like are happy that I got them something, especially when I know I'm getting them something they like. Like, I love that. So that is how I love people. That's not necessarily how I love to be loved, though. Because a lot of time, like, I read the Five Love Languages book, so I think I'm a fucking expert on the shit. But I feel like a lot of the times, and I think I read that in that book. It's been a minute, so I can't directly quote the book. Oh, look, I found a way to make this about books, but I can't directly quote the book, but I think I read it in that book. And it's not the first time I've heard that, but a lot of people love people the way that they want to be loved. I know that is the way that I love to love people, but I also know that's not the way that I love to be loved. I love to hear that I'm like appreciated. I'm not a clingy person, but I do like attention. I do like the older you get, the more you know that you don't know. And I feel like the older I get, the more I learn about myself. I do need attention. And the reason I feel like I do need attention is because like, I feel like I am the person that is always there for everybody, but I never really have a shoulder to lean on. So I think that's what I want in a partner, somebody that I can actually lean on. Like, I don't mind being leaned on, but like, I need somebody to carry, to help carry some of this weight. Like, everybody talks about a strong black woman and I'm proud to be a strong black woman, but I don't want to be strong all the time. Like, I want help. I want somebody to carry me to carry me. I want somebody to take care of me a little bit. Like I'll take care of you, but take care of me. Like, damn. That's one of the things that when I say like I want a partner, like when I see somebody that I want a partnership in, like, I have a strong personality. So I would need to date somebody with a strong personality. Like I need to date somebody that can tell me to sit the fuck down and I actually sit the fuck down. Cause if I don't trust that you got my back, if I don't trust that you can protect me. I'm not going to listen to you. And that's something I had to learn as I grew up. Like, I can love you to death. I can love you to the day I die. But if I don't trust you, like, I'm not fucking listening to you. Like, and I like really like, and that's one of the things that I had to learn as a deal breaker. Like, like if I can't trust you 100 percent and that's a hard thing to give somebody because I gave somebody most of my trust and they fucked it up. Like, I, I'll say I gave him like 90 percent of my trust because 
again, there were red flags. Some of the shit, I like, I literally should have saw fucking coming, but like, you know, love goggles or whatever. I think that's like the foundation of a relationship though is trust. Like if you literally can't trust the person that you're with, like there's literally, like y'all literally have nothing. And I want somebody that I'll be able to say whatever to, I don't mean like being mean or like hitting below the belt, but like I can actually be like real and honest about how I feel, how I feel about a situation. And they'll listen to that shit. I need somebody that'll listen to me the way that I listen to people. I need somebody that'll protect me the way I protect people. I need I need somebody that's going to be loyal to me the way that I'm loyal to people. And it's scary. The scary part is that you can trust somebody and they can completely like fuck you over. That's the scary part about it. And that's the part and that's the thing that I have to like get out of my head. Are they motivated by something else? Are they using me? Am I just like temporary? Like that those are things that I have to get out of my head cuz I like I'm not going to lie. I have I've had plenty of people tell me like I'm a catch. Anybody would be lucky to have me. They're letting me go so I could be with the man I deserve. Meanwhile, the man I deserve ain't never came. And that's all some real shit. I think I'm really afraid of loving somebody for real. Scary. So let's talk about how this whole, this shit has gotten out of hand. All right, so there was this video of this girl waiting for her baby daddy to pull up. And she's talking about some... He always come and bring kids and food for one of his, for his child, but he don't bring no food for my other kids and da, da da da. So he pulls up, dude looks happy as fuck, and then he looks up and she's recording. He's like, "What the fuck are you recording for? Mm-mm. How many things is in your bag?" Da, da, da. Like, and she just starts going off. So it brought up the question that if the person that you had a child with, like, had custody of your kids or whatever, and they had other siblings by other people and you were bringing them food would you bring food for all the kids now the simple answer for me is yes only because in my mind those kids are my child's siblings it wouldn't be fair whatever issue me and the other parent have whatever the issue me and the other parents parents have like they don't have nothing to do with my kids siblings so I honestly 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 I wouldn't mind I would do it fuck it but there are other things that like come into play with that like how many other kids does this person have bad dating choice alert so I dated somebody with like four different nah hold on well at the time they had four different kids by four different women I was dating somebody with four different kids by four different women that's a little excessive at that point like where are the other parents at like one or two mm, four five and six like I'll, I will feed two bonus kids, maybe even three, but I feed Nick Cannon's starting lineup, if that makes sense. So like in that sense, no. And then on the other hand, whew, it's a lot. It, it really is a lot. Like, cause it, it, it's, there's like layers to this. It's not a simple, it's not a simple question to answer. All right, so then there's that. And then on the other hand, why aren't the other kids' parents bringing them food? Why aren't you making food? Why didn't you hit me up before I got here and be like, hey, let me cash up you some money for the other kids? Cause like for real, the other person isn't financially obligated to your kids. Then there's the fact of like, did this person have kids before you had kids with that person? Like were y'all in an established relationship? Like, like what it is. But at the end of the day, none of that shit matters because none of that shit should have been on social media. At this point, y'all should y'all should know how I feel. I don't like that shit. I don't like the bullshit. I feel like as a woman, I would never do that. 
Like, I would never do that. Like, fuck that shit. If he comes with one bag of McDonald's for one of my children, I'll explain to my kids how life isn't fair, and then I'll order the other kids some pizza and call it a day. Like, it's not that simple. I'm not going to be sitting out on the fucking street arguing with my baby daddy about how I don't get food stamps till the 11th, and he should have bought my other three kids some shit and not just his child. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that for several reasons. Because... I'm not an asshole, I'm not a dick, and like at some point you have to grow up. Like that shit is not cute. It really isn't cute. It's not cute for y'all to, it's not cute for y'all to do that on social media. It simply isn't. It's not cute, it's not cool. You look irresponsible, cause you mean to tell me you have three other baby daddies and ain't none of them contributing, but this one, and you're giving the one that's actually like trying to do something, you're giving him a hard time? I don't understand. Now, we can talk about how he shouldn't be bringing a baby McDonald's every other day because it's unhealthy, but that's neither here nor there. He's trying to feed his child. So how can I really be mad at that? I can't. Like, I really can't. Now, would it have been nice for him to do it? Yeah. Like, that would have been cool. Like, he would have got probably got Baby Daddy of the Year fucking awards. But clearly, he doesn't care about getting a Baby Daddy of the Year award from her ass. So, like, I don't know. It's just It was just foolery to me. Like, he wasn't obligated to do it. She was just loud and wrong on social media. And I don't think the video comments went how she wanted it to go. It was kind of like divided a little bit. But for the most part, motherfuckers were like, yo, like she's tripping and she was tripping. Now, in general, would I do it? I wouldn't have a problem doing it, but that's me. Like me and um, my youngest daughter, me and her father don't have the best relationship. And I guess luckily she's his only child. So I don't really have to worry about it. But if I did, like, say he had another child, like, I really would not mind doing that. Um, me and my oldest daughter, me and her mom, um, her sibling, her sister's mom, like, we get Like, I love her. Like, I'll definitely do it for her. So, like, but that's just me and my situations. I don't know their situation specifically to comment in it. But in my situation, yes, I wouldn't mind doing it. I can't speak for other people in other situations. Had I been baby number, mama number five, like, hell, nah. Like, yo, nah, nah. One or two, I wouldn't mind. But like more than that, it's a little like, okay, you're going to be responsible. I don't know. I feel like people play a lot of games for social media and they don't have to. And it's sad. And I really feel like, because some situ- like it's easy to say, be careful who you have kids with. Because sometimes you don't know till you know. But like in certain situations, at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, why does this person have kids by multiple people? Like, why? Like, you know, some people are irresponsible, but at the same time, you have to ask yourself, what made them mature since they realized they were being irresponsible? Like, how old are the kids? I don't feel like her kids were that old. All that plays a part. Like, it all plays a part. And all of it is giving me Roe versus Wade should not have been overturned. Not even gonna lie. But that's that. In other news, okay, the last thing I really wanna, um, actually there's two things I really wanna touch on. One of the last things I wanna touch on is y'all need to stop with the shen- Russell Wilson shenanigans. Out, like, if Russell Wilson didn't have money, he would still be able to pull women because Russell Wilson is actually a very attractive man. He's athletic. Like, and even if he didn't play pro ball, like, I feel like he's the type of person that would be successful. He's literally what women want out of a husband. He's He has stability. He has a good head on his shoulder. He's a God-fearing man. Men. He's a God-fearing man. Like, he's literally the package with or without the NFL. Like, cut it out. And Sierra is not with him. Like, and I feel like this shouldn't even be an argument like women only wanted him because of his money. His wife is not with him because of the money, honey. She had her own money going into it. So 
cut it out. Like, she literally left a fuckboy for a nigga that, like, really wants to settle down. Like, can't even call him a nigga. He's, like, a grown-ass man. She left a fuckboy for a grown-ass man. And, like, it is what it is. Give it up. Stop trying to... Why is it that we're trying to put men like Russell Wilson in, like, a lame box? Like, he's literally, in my mind, one of the definitions of, like, what a real man is supposed to be. He's a real family man. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, and the last thing I want to talk about um, is my show, Westworld, just came back on. I love my girl, Dandy Newton. I think I love every movie that she is in, every show that she's in. Westworld is back. I am not going to give you a recap of the first three seasons. Well, I'll give like a general, like it's literally about, say they have humanoid creatures, humanoid creatures, say they... Say we live in a society where robots are like everywhere, literally doing everything for us. Say in this world, they perfected the perfect humanoid robot, a human that looks like you, feels like you, talks like you, thinks like you, or so they're not supposed to think. That's that's the caveat. So these hum- so there's this amusement park where they have these humanoid robots where you pretty much people pay to go to be able to do any and everything they want to the robots. And by any and everything, I mean like, you know, go on little adventures with them, horseback riding. Then, you know, the extreme people that like to kill, rape, and pillage. Like, literally everything is up for grabs. The first season was fucking wild because it's all about that. And then, like, you know, there's plot twists. I like to tell people when I'm telling them about this show is that looking at the, the season trailers, whatever you think the show is, the season is going to be about is probably fucking wrong. Like, already. I didn't know how this was going to go. So I'll recap the first episode. Like I said, I'm not doing one through three. Well, I'll do a vague. So that was the general idea. So in the first season, you know, they set up the world. Really, what's this about? And then in the second season, you really get a feel of like, all right, what's going on? So now we're discovering that some of the people that are working in an amusement park are actually fucking androids, including one plot twist. I think that plot twist happened in um one. But like that completely, like I literally did not see that coming when it happened. I was like, how the fuck did I not see this coming? Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at predicting shows and storylines and plot lines because I like to call myself a writer a little bit. So I'm actually really good at picking up on shit that a lot of people don't pick up on. And I didn't even see that shit coming. So you had that plot twist. And then, um, then you have the androids actually being able to remember what people have been doing to them and like all their lives. Cause at the end of every night, they reset the androids to like, they read, like they patch them up, like everything. So they reset them so they don't remember anything. But for some reason they never deleted the memories. Oh yeah, we didn't find out why. At the end of season two, season three, we find out why. So they reset the memory. So at some point, the androids start remembering. And then at the end of season two, they plan this revolt. They revolt again and they kill everybody, all the humans in the amusement park. So then we get to season three. They're outside of the amusement park. And then we get to the why. Like, for instance, why their memory wasn't deleted and what the original like experiment was for. So by the end of the season, they've taken down a quote unquote bad guy and like it ends with Danny Newton telling the one human guy like now you can be where the fuck you want to be. So now we're at season four and episode one, we get the underlings that there was a war due to the uprising. Like there's little hints like old dude on the roof with his homeboy fixing electricity. And he's like, well, at least we have job security now because 
before in the world, like they had robots to do everything. So you didn't need people doing like simple trades and shit. So now people can literally be whatever they want to be. And his coworkers asking him, well, wasn't shit better than it was? Um, how is shit any even better? So we see our Dolores character. That's the original main character in season one. She's back. I was really happy to see her back because I thought they like really killed her. Um, character off in the first season nah she's back but she's not who she is so we're wondering like is this so in the first episode I was wondering like is this somebody that they actually fashioned Dolores out of cause she's telling a story whatever like she's working in this job where she's telling stories but she's getting these weird phone calls about how her stories are actually like affecting people's lives and this sounded third so then we get to um, Dandy Newton's character who's like chilling out in like Antarctica, it feels like, or Alaska. A cult, she's in the mountains living like a simple weird ass life. And like she's um, remembering shit. First thing she remembered was old dude dying. So like I really thought he was dying, but it turns out he was just injured. He just went back to living ordinary life. He started a family. I feel like his daughter looks eerily like Dandy Newton's, well the, and then, yeah mauve her character i really feel like that but you know it's see it's episode one so he has a family he's paranoid he has ptsd because he participated in this war but we don't know in what capacity so mauve is staying out in the fucking wilderness or whatever and she goes to a shop and the guy's like you know some people were looking for you she's like how long ago she buys a hatchet she goes to the um to see she surveys she drives up well she doesn't really drive up she like presses the gas to the truck and it drives up so they shoot at it so she knows they're not friendly and then she murks everybody she takes one of the dude like reads his memory and then she goes to old dude who i thought was dead but was actually alive with his little family who and he has a daughter that surprisingly looks like the daughter that she's searching for and we find out that the man in the black suit from season one who we thought really died at the easy well we know i don't know if he's dead because of the preview for next episode but allegedly he's dead and this is the android version of him and for some reason he is looking for them and trying to off them for whatever reason we don't know the series ends off with him sending people after the old dude mob coming to the rescue and them driving off to figure it out and it also ends with dolores looking off into the distance and at the bottom you see i forgot what his name was in the first season but it was her in um west world it was her love interest who we thought died at the end of season two um, for good looking up at her so now I'm just like yo what the fuck is going on so the preview for the next episode kind of gave us a sense that the humans think this war is over this war ain't even really over matter of fact old dude's wife before he leaves says that to her so there's that this war is still going on but what is the nature of the war I'm not even gonna say that because that's part of the preview and I can't wait to get in the next episode. I think what I'm gonna do is Wednesdays, I'm gonna give a recap of Westworld and have just general conversation. Is it a conversation if I'm just talking and y'all are just listening? I don't know. But just like general, general me talking about general things. It's not really gonna have a structure. I might update y'all on my reading and Nano as it occurs because Nano is happening on Friday, which... It's probably when I'm actually gonna post this episode. I don't know. Or I might post it tomorrow. It depends. We'll see. But um, yeah, I think that's I think that's how 
I want to do two episodes a week. So I'm gonna really try to do two episodes a week. I originally said I was going to do like Mondays and Wednesdays. I don't think I can do Mondays and Wednesdays. If I post on Monday, it's probably best that I post my second episode Thursday or Friday. So I'm going to see how this one goes and we'll go from there. But definitely tune in on Monday. I'm going to definitely have a great episode for y'all. And bye.